When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think integrity, it's so, it's so vital to who you are as an artist. And when you're, as an actor, you're really collaborating to the vision of the people that you're collaborating with, the directors, the writers, the producers. And you want to work with people whose visions you align with. And if you align with that vision, it's going to be a space where you really grow artistically yourself and you can really celebrate the work together. If it's not something you align with, then you're sacrificing your integrity. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Wild Truth. I have a very special guest. She's not only a star, she's an incredible actress, she's a model, she, she does it all, but forget about all that. She's one of my dear, Dear friends, I consider her my best friend. Aww. Please welcome <laughs> Nicole Zadigan. You're sweet. Thanks, Max. I'm so happy you're here. I'm, I'm always come by. So listen, this podcast will be very different in the sense where we know each other so, so well that there's so many things that maybe we think is not important where we won't go into details, but it will be very interesting for people. So I want to be aware of this. Okay. And I, I really, uh, you're very special to me for so many reasons, mainly because we we know each other for so long. I know. Yeah. And we have such a beautiful history. We do. And you're such an incredible human. So are you. What is a definition of a best friend? Oh, my God. Because let me tell you why. Because she's my best friend, but I'm not sure if I'm her best friend. Isn't that a weird thing in your friendships? Like you feel like... You, you know, you consider someone's best friend, but then you in, in inside deep you go, bitch, you ain't my best friend. I feel like I haven't, I, I don't need to watch your show to know that you'd call everybody your best friend, but I really am your best friend. You're the, you're the first person I've called my <laughs> best friend That's a lie. Uh, it is a truth. This is a, a wild truth. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. I know what I think a best friend is. You know, I don't know. You know, my niece is six and she has like a bunch of best friends, but Aww. she, like, classifies them between, like, her first best friend and her second best friend. It's so That's cute. adorable. I know. It's so that's cute. That's adorable. But so, but I kind of feel like that's kind of how it is. Like, you have a lot of friends that are, like, really, really close, but then there's some people that you're just, like, I don't know. There's some people you have history with. That's different. Definition, we have history. Your definition of a best friend, to me. Yes. Best friend is somebody you have an incredible joy with. You're comfortable with that person. You trust them. And they're there for you. Yes. And and everything I said, you're that person. Oh, that's so good. You know, Thank in you. the most emotional, hard times of my life, you've been there for me. Uh, whether too. I was going through a breakup or I was frustrated with my work or I was mad at somebody. I feel like you're somebody that I can call at any time and you're you're so reliable. And I'm so comfortable with you. And I can share anything and you 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 would not judge me. You too. You always give me the best feedback. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad you feel that way because I feel That's that way about you. And I'm happy that you have that in your life and I get to be that person. Yes. So let's dive into all the times you were an asshole to me. 
<laughs> never. Yeah, never. Ever. Really, never, ever. It's true. It's so true. So No, um, but you take it well when I have to like tell it to you straight. Mm-hmm. And we've known each other since we're in our 20s. Yes. Yeah? We, so Which for so like many people year. that are listening to this podcast or watching this, Nikar and I met, uh, I was, I had just graduated college. She had just graduated kindergarten <laughs> and um, we both were cast on a play that was touring through Europe mm-hmm. and it was, it was an Iranian play starring one of the biggest names of Iranian cinema, you know, the Behruz Marlon Brando Vusuri, of yes. Iran. Behruz Vusuri, and he's, he's just such a sweet, loving man. Mm. And we both were so excited to be a part of this we cast. Were. Wonderful, wonderful show. We yeah. had the best time. We had the, the best, best time. time. We traveled through Germany, Sweden. We went to Dubai. Yeah. Every time I think of Dubai and I think of you, my heart rate goes up. Why? We were in Dubai. And, I don't. And we stop. were going to go <laughs> to the bazaar. No, not stop. We were going to go into the bazaar, and and Nikar goes, "All right, I'll be ready in two minutes." Just and then stop. she she we meet her in the lobby. We're in the Middle East, about to go into the bazaar. Yeah. And she's wearing. A that's short a, that's shorts. Not, that's a lie. Yeah, it's that's the truth. A lie. It's such. A, it's so not a lie. Her shorts are so short. You don't know if it's a bikini or it's a short. And she's wearing a a top, a tiny little that top. That's so untrue. We're I was like, wearing. That's so untrue. I was, that's so untrue. I was wearing a dress first of all. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's exactly what she was wearing. I go. I cannot protect you. This is the Middle East. What are you thinking? That's so not true. I was wearing a dress, and it was lovely. It so was we bought a blanket, dress. and we wrapped her in it. We, uh, sweats. We <laughs> <laughs> bought sweats. <laughs> I My didn't God. Know, I didn't know it was going to be a, a we learned. We learned, we learned, you know, what it's like to be in different countries. We were in Germany. We were lost. And, uh, you know. No, that was the most fun, when we got yeah. lost on the train. Yes. Do you remember when we got oh, lost yeah, on the train? Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't get yeah. lost. We just didn't get off. We didn't get off oh, the train. Oh, I remember right why we didn't get off. Time. Yes, because the train, because it was Germany, and they like really wanted to stop at the right time and then get going at the right time, and you, and the people got off really fast. Remember yeah. with their suitcases yeah. and everything. Yeah, and we were two eighties. <laughs> no, you actually, but I I, I didn't dis- I disagree know, with you. You were like, why is everybody rushing? And the train just took off, <laughs> and and then there was no more stops. Remember, we had to go to the end of the line. Yeah, and we ended yeah. up in that cute little town. Yes, you were going to Frankfurt. We were we were in this city. We were in the city. I don't know what city we were in, but we, we realized wh- wherever we are, it's close to both of our the destination where we're both going. You were going to Dusseldorf probably. Um, and so we got on the train. We're having the best time. I have my suitcase and all that stuff. And uh, I think we were watching a little movie on my phone. We were just talking. Whatever we were doing, we were just in this, like, in our own little bubble. Oh, it was and so fun. And those here comes so our fun. spot. You know, the stop is there. We we, we ran and, and we grabbed, and people are just like rushing out. We're like, what the wrong with these people? And we get to the door, boom, door closes in our face, and the train goes. And we're like, uh, what do we do? It did. And Nikar, Nikar speaks such a beautiful German. El Schudigen. And then some lady turns on and goes, It was useless. My German yeah. got, it was useless. It didn't help at all. We still had to stay on the train. Till it the helped line. enough for us to know there's no more stop. <laughs> Till the end of the line of this train. Yeah. And that was like another two hours or something. Yeah. And, and you so have pictures we from that little town. To some small little town. Yeah, and you yeah. sent me those pictures recently. We, I'm going to share some we of the pictures so here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, so, that little town was so cute. So cute. We like modeled it a- a- everywhere, every yeah. corner of that little town. We walk into <laughs> we had a town else to do. that but probably it was had dead, 50 remember? people population. Yeah, it was a really small little like cow town. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
We went to a little restaurant. You remember that? We went to a little restaurant. We had food. We must have. I remember. I remember that 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 little spot. Mm, It was such a cute little town. It really was. Let me remind you. We walked over this bridge, and you go, "God, this is like being in the movies." Yes, I remember that. We took some pictures there. I'll share them here. I remember the the pictures we took on that bridge. And then we we were walking to find food, and there was only like one restaurant that was open. (laughs) And as we were walking in this small town, literally maybe a hundred people lived there. Maybe. Yeah, it's coming back to me. And there was a sex shop. Oh my God, that's right. (laughs) Oh my God, that's right. (laughs) Why there's a store? Like how much business... Does this it's store so I remember now. have that, that they, they have a sex away. shop? I know. I mean, it was fascinating. It was wild. They probably were missing every other regular shops <laughs> that a city might should have, but oh they made God. sure they have a sex shop. <laughs> You're right. I totally forgot that. Yeah. And it was wild. Really, really good times. Yeah, sweet. We trip. had such a good attitude about life. We really you know? did. We missed our train, but we... It, it didn't even like we didn't even flinch. I remember I called my uncle. I was going to see my uncle. My <laughs> uncle is very German, like super German, and he was like, "Hello," and I said, "Hi, uncle. I missed my I missed the the stop," and he was shocked. He's like, "What? <laughs> you, how do you how do you miss your stop? You were in the train." I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "The the train stopped. You didn't get off." I was like. <laughs> and then the way he questioned me, I, I felt like more of an idiot, you know? Yeah, I'm know. a grown-ass man. I haven't seen this uncle in so many years. And he was like, okay, well, I'll come pick you up. Uh, oh, and then yeah, what time right. do you arrive? And I said, at this time, but uncle, you don't need to pick me up. I'm a grown-ass man. I'll get on a taxi and I, you know. But it was so funny because he was so serious. And he's like, I'm going to pick you up because like, he thought this guy is never going to make it to my house. <laughs> I'm like, uncle. I and I was getting offended. I'm like, uncle, I no, got this. I remember this. that, yeah. And he's like, you sure? I was like, yes, just give me the address. He goes, do you have a pencil? I go, what is this, 1928 pencil? I can write it in my phone. And he's like, oh, okay, you ready? I'm like, yes. He goes, Schuldenstrasse. I go, what? Schuldenstrasse. I'm like, how do you, you have, spell you have, that? Did you have like a Blackberry at the time? Yeah. How yeah. do you spell, like you can't spell, if you're not, if you don't know German, you can't no, you spell can't these spell words. words. Like what? Excuse me. Like how do I start it? How do I end? You know, I just remember you know, and, and so, yeah, street. Yeah. So I, I, by the time I made it to his house, it was so late. Aww. It was just like, like, come on in. That's your bed. Good night. And you just went to bed. Oh my God. That was fun. Let's talk about your incredible career. What do, you want to talk, what do you want to talk about? Well, you know, as somebody who was very young, uh, I was an actor, just I had graduated uh, college, you know, you had just finished college and you were, we were both getting into this world of acting in Los Angeles and, and it seemed like something out of this world, right? And you were so good, so talented, so smart. You got your agent and, and, and you started like auditioning and you started just really just killing it. Yeah, I remember. You're like, Max, I booked this show and I booked the other show. And we're like, wow, you started doing guest stars on really great shows. And then all of a sudden you landed 24. Yeah. And that that was like a top show at the time. Everybody was watching the tw- like 24. 24 was like a favorite TV show of so many people. Yeah, it was and, a really great show. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that... I mean, we were so young when we were doing that show. We were so young. 
and we were so fresh out of school and we didn't you know we're not we're not from here right we're not like part of these like you know the douglases these legacy families and stuff we didn't know anybody mm -hmm. you know and we were just like not part of the machine and not you know we didn't know we didn't have anybody to to reach to to inform us or anything we were really just figuring it out just kind of blind and it's really really hard and you don't even know how hard it is because you don't know mm -hmm. you know and um that's why i think i think it's so important to be ready and because opportunities will come and to be ready for those opportunities is really really important and that's why i think education is so important and to know your craft is so important mm -hmm. so that when those opportunities come, you can meet them. Because, you know, a lot of people when they're young do get opportunities um, and cannot meet them. And if you're feeling like you're not getting opportunities, you know, then you want to be prepared for when they do come because they will come. Mm -hmm. I think figuring out your own process is, is so important. Figuring out how you work, figuring out how you figure things out. And I don't mean about, you know, kind of the rat race or anything like that. I mean, mm -hmm. just really when it comes to your craft mm -hmm. and your art, because that's okay. for you. Speaking of, speaking of craft, mm -hmm. what institution do you feel like you got the most out of and you learned, uh, you learned acting in a way that it, it really helped you in your career? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I majored in um, English literature. And uh, even though I, had, I was working professionally um, as an actress, um, studying literature and, the, and those greats, it really informed me. And that's why I say I think your education in, in all respects mm -hmm. is so important. Drama school is really important, of course. You went to drama school, too, you know. Um, but that background that I have um, and, and studying literature, which, which I chose to do because I'm an actress. You know, it informs me all of the time, reading Shakespeare, reading all those characters, all those stories that are based in that. I refer to that stuff all the time. Mythology, archetype. I, wor I often work archetypically. Um, so archetypes in terms of, you know, that, that structured storytelling, I apply that all the time. And I, I really value that. I think that's really valuable to be the more awareness you have of story, mm -hmm. the more you can be inspired with regards to storytelling. I think that's really valuable. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I feel um, for me, you know, I understand. And, and honestly, as I'm listening to you, mm -hmm. I'm realizing yeah, you're right. Like I took a little something um, from each you know, coach that I worked with. Mm -hmm. I worked with this uh, lady at UCLA, Delia Salvi. She was the professor of directing, and she was she's she was very well known and loved in the industry. She was probably one of the harshest, most angry women I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. This Italian, like, just she was. Everybody was scared of Delia. Mm. She would just scream all of us in the class. What the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. Sit your ass down. You. And yeah. she would just lose it. Yeah, those old school teachers Oof. teaching that like old school style. She was so I good. Know. Yeah. The things I learned 
in her class helped me direct my movie. I mean, mm-hmm. like I've read so many things after that, but the things I learned in that class. Yeah. And it's also like you're a sponge at that age. You, you're really taking it in. You have all the time in the world. And you're just so enthusiastic about totally. your, you know, your your art, you know, your passion, what you love to do. So, the, but but as I'm listening to you, I love what you said. Um, education, as an overall, it's really important because when you're an actor, you play so many different roles mm-hmm. and understanding, uh, you know, different worlds of whether it's science, whether it's um, something like tense, like it's a, a police academy or the, the different roles. And you've played so many diverse characters. You know, this is a this is a spot that I like to maybe ask you this question. Mm-hmm. You have played roles mostly that are very powerful. Uh, 24, you played the role of a president, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, Emily MD, you played a very, very confident, very knowledgeable doctor. And you carried that role in, in with such genuine air that when you're watching these episodes, you believe that she's one of the best doctors. She knows what <laughs> she's talking about, right? You play a lot of powerful women roles. What is it about your confidence? What is it about the 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 aura that you have that is that's able to embody these these big big roles? I'm always interested in, in working on things that I'm interested in, and so I mean I don't think of uh, any character in one sort of way. I I try not to anyway. I think that I think all kinds of aspects of the characters kind of are interesting for me but I don't I I I think I'm I just try to work on things that I'm drawn to no you're being humble but no, just I really mean it. no but look not <laughs> a lot of not people lying. not a lot of people can play really powerful roles just forget about acting in real life your posture your lifestyle the way you carry yourself it's so strong. Yeah, but you know those things are all dependent on the character. Like, you know, when I was on Broadway and I was doing that show, um, the Bengal Tiger show, I played a leper in the second act. Remember? Mm-hmm. And there was um, a lot of physicality with regards to that character. I should have asked them for a chiropractor. <laughs> I know you should, <laughs> but I did not. <laughs> I remember? But uh, you know, and and. That's why I say to your process, your own process, not like a certain teacher or I, I think it's wonderful to study every method and, and with every as many people as you can, um, because people have all kinds of different processes. But ultimately, you have to find out what works for you and what, what makes you able to get into a character. And it's mm-hmm. going to change, you know, from story to story or character to character. Hopefully yeah. it changes. Yeah. Hopefully it's not. I mean, you know, every stage you go to, something's different. You know, 100%. every city you go to, every audience you work with, 100%. something's a little bit different. But not anybody can play a hard, badass gangster. Not every guy can do it. Right. right. Well, I think, you know, that's not for you. I don't, I don't know if that's for you to figure out. I feel like the industry that, that you end up working in professionally will try to fit you into places mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from outside of your control. So I think it's up to you to, to go towards what you want. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah, but I also think um, actors, artists, they bring a lot of themselves into these roles. Mm -hmm. You know, people that have a certain level of confidence in their own personal life, Mm -hmm. people that experience 
power, control, different elements uh, that that helps that could be very easy for them to access when they get when they play such roles. Mm-hmm. You know, um, makes them more eligible to take on a role of a president or a king or a queen. Yeah. So, and I think in your you case, think I'm a confident person. I think I think you're very. Uh, I think you're very confident. I think you understand what's it like. You understand what is it to be a very powerful lawyer, for example. And and your emotional, your intense, dramatic scenes are so powerful. And if if you're not familiar with what that is, you can't portray it for the screen. Mm -hmm. So looking into your personal life, you may not think oh okay my personal life i don't wake up in the morning and i go where is my butler like maybe you don't do that but <laughs> no but that's but what you i mean have, like you, you but i don't think certain... i think it's rare i mean I, unless you're playing like commander that's going into battle or something like that you're not necessarily usually thinking about a character like was wake up waking up to be powerful or something and when i think about those particular characters that you're talking about you know in, in most of the story there was a lot of um like struggle for these characters inside of those worlds that the stories were in. Mm -hmm. So I think that there is like the natural state of a character, you know, and their background and all that stuff that makes them who they are. Like like if you're playing somebody from a from a different period, a different time, you know, there's so much about that physicality. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, a girl in in the present day going to pick up her laundry. You know, it's a woman of a different era going talking to people. You know, so that affects your posture and your, you know, kind of all that stuff. You know, some people seem to fit a certain character more easily. Like the 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 reach isn't as as great. So it's not it's not as hard. You know, it's easier to get into a character that's that falls more naturally for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, for me, uh, every time I get cast, I get stereotyped. Mm-hmm. I play the very sexy man. Right. That's because, evident. Mm-hmm. Yes. I ooze this sexual yeah. goddess. Is that a struggle God, for you? Is that a struggle? Goddess, what the fuck? Uh, I, I, <laughs> Playing goddesses all the time. Is fuck. it a struggle? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the joke tanks. Uh, fuck. Uh, you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. No. I never, I never get to you play have no the struggle. sexy man ever. <laughs> They're like, oh, look at that guy. Uh, he looks like, uh, he, he looks like he can blow himself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like he can. He looks like the crazy person. You know, that's another important. <laughs> that's another important point too. Is like, I think integrity. It's so. It's so vital to who you are as an artist. We came to this business in a post nine eleven time, yeah. and that was particular for our journey. But I think that's like that's just the elephant in the room that you always have to address mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that's something that i think is really particular to staying true to yourself artistically i mean for some people it might be i don't know it's, it could be all kinds of things it could be nudity or whatever it is for you you know but yeah, i think i i, I always make, make like sure like to be nude yes right and I, I think I that's would take i would have no doubt any doubts. nudity mm-hmm. scenes and uh, they would they would Consider and, and then they would. I would audition them. and they no, were like, right. oh, "No, sir, this is gonna ruin. <laughs> this is this is not a comedy. This is a very cool drama, sexy, and and, and thank you for trying." No, but I think um, integrity is a huge thing because what what you're doing is you're collaborating in this business, almost in any art, right? Mm-hmm. You're collaborating to some degree, and when you're as an actor, you're really collaborating to the vision of 
the people that you're collaborating with, the directors, the writers, the producers. And you want to work with people whose visions you align with. And if you align with that vision, it's going to be a space where you really grow artistically yourself and you can really celebrate the work together. If it's not something you align with, then you're sacrificing your integrity. And, totally. And that's, that's very painful and you're not going to enjoy it. And you're selling yourself, ultimately. No, you're 100% right. And you do that all the time. There's so many roles that you don't take. You know, it's really important. Yeah. It's become very important to me. And it's and it's something that was a harsh reality that I, that we had to face very quickly because of this time that we came in, which was a post-9-11 works. I don't know that I, I would have understood that so quickly otherwise. But for me particularly... It was something that I really contended with very, very soon. Yeah. But you're very lucky. You've had so many amazing roles. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, and you pretty much um, never allowed the industry to put you in a box. Mm -hmm. You've had the most diverse, you know, NCSI agent, badass, like just incredible scenes. And then you, you played, like right now, your role in Mayors of Kingston. Mm -hmm. Just such an incredible beautiful role you have. It is a beautiful role, and I love it. Um, and this is what I mean. It was always really important to me to make sure that I worked with people who understood mm -hmm. what I understood. Mm -hmm. I, I always wanted to co-create. I never wanted to be just for hire. I always wanted to co-create something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That can, you know, and I'm really, yeah. and I, you're right, I am lucky that I, I was able to find those places. Yeah, well, you, you got to this <clears> level that you could you could actually um, you're, you're in a place in your career that you could have this sort of brainstormings and collaborations, etc. No, but even early on, I was real. I was really, really, really harsh with my teams about it. Mm. Um, remember when we used to work with Todd? Yeah, and yeah. you introduced me to my first great agent. I yeah. will always appreciate that. Love and Todd you. loved us, and we loved yeah. Todd it's so, so much. Yes. He was wonderful to work with. Yeah, what a what a safe, protective person to work with such young, inexperienced actors. Remember, he protected us so much. So much. And everybody has their own journey of where it's important to their integrity, the type mm -hmm. of work that they do. And you have to know what that is, and you have to be clear with people and, and hold a hard line with regards to that. Because if you don't, it's really easy to slip one way or another and find yourself in things that don't align with who you are or what so you want to do. Beautifully said. Um, you mentioned uh, your play on Broadway. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about this because it was so special for me to be in New York. I know. And then I knew you have a show on Broadway, and Robin Williams was starring in the show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. I worked with some you great know. people as a kid. Yeah. It was great. Oh, And I was thinking, like, how cool is this? Like, I'm in New York City at the same time. That your show is still on on stage. Yeah, you were doing a you were doing stand up. Uh, yeah, in... but nothing like your Broadway. It's just called <laughs> Caroline's on Broadway to make it extra cool. But it, it's a stand up comedy club. Um, but but you know I felt so special. Uh, Nikar invited me to the show and and they gave me these amazing seats, and um, it was a sold out show. It, the the critics were raving about the show. It, it was, was, great it was Robin Williams playing a very out of a norm sort of roles yeah. for him. Yeah. You know, he had grown that beard and he was playing a tiger. And I was so excited to see you. So It was an me, exciting show. It was my Broadway debut. 
It was yeah, all of our Broadway yeah, debuts, yeah. even Robin's. Wow. I know, it was really special. And, and for me, it was so cool to see my friend on stage, mm -hmm. you know. And, and I remember after the show, you brought me backstage. I came around, I came backstage, we're hanging out. And you said to me, you want to meet Robin? I said, do I? I know, you were so shy. <laughs> remember how shy yeah. you used to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, you were so shy. I mean, meeting Robin Williams, you would be a little shy. Yeah, but you, you were know? shy just generally. I am in particular... You know, situations, I'm shy. Yeah. Yeah. I remember meeting him, and he was so nice. Yeah, he was, he was a lovely And you person. told me something. You, you said to me, like, oh, my God, it's been a joy working with him. And I would love really to, was. like, I, I'm going to share, and then I want to hear, like, what was it like for you to work with him? Um, but for me, that, that little tiny bit of experience I had, you know, you introduced me to him, and you said to him, this is my friend Max, and, and he's a stand-up comedian. He's here for a show. He's selling out these great theaters and this and that, and... And Robin said, "Oh my God, that's great!" And and he started he started asking me questions about stand up. Uh, what's the scene like in L.A.? How's the comedy store? What's going on there? Mm. How's the, the and 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 I was answering his questions. And as I'm answering his questions, I'm like, I'm telling Robin Williams about <laughs> the comedy clubs and like what? I know. Like this guy was in these clubs for years. Yeah, and it kind of made me realize it was his way of connecting to me. Yeah, and he was so sweet to give me like he was really sort of, generous. You know he was what a I mean? Really generous. He person. was putting me on the pedestal. Like mm -hmm. you tell me how this thing is, mm -hmm. and I thought how gracious of him. He yeah, very. What a, a what a beautiful! It was one of the most beautiful experiences I had. And we talked, and I told him how much I enjoyed his role, this and that. And afterwards, I asked you and shared to, with us like. How was the very first time for you when you met him and started from then on working with him on stage? Um, Aryan Moayed, who's you know mm -hmm, is a wonderful mm -hmm. actor as well, was in the project with us, and uh, he um, he was from New York. He lived in New York already. The rest of us had relocated to New York for the show, but he lived in New York already. And he we had already been a, a group of actors before Robin came on. We were working with another actor before they brought Robin on for the Broadway show, and so he had set up just super casual dinner for us at this burger joint in Midtown. Who did Robin did? Arian did. Oh, Arian. Arian did, did. Oh, and for us to you know because we were all back there and for us all to get together okay. again. And he invited Robin. Okay. So that was the first time that I met Robin was at the burger joint, just the actors and Robin. And Robin was really um, kind of, you know, I, I guess people probably just didn't expect to see him, but he was also, he had that beard and he was wearing like a beanie and stuff. And he was so sweet and he, he had gotten there before I did, but he was, you know, I, it's, it's hard to describe him as shy because he wasn't shy, but he was just very humble, mm. you know, and um, kind and just, just kind of one of us. And... So now that I look back, it was really special that Robin joined us because you could be in that situation and the star that's, you know, bringing the star name to the show, which just might not join, you know, not for any sinister reasons, just because, you know. What for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he really. Go meet a bunch of peasants of actors. <laughs> I don't bunch know. Bunch of what wannabes. <laughs> no. But he was just really just <laughs> so excited. In not only, um, you know, in his talk, but in his actions very much to be there and work with us in the most down-to-earth ways. If there was one thing you'd say you learned from him, what would that be? I know what, he, I know what one thing he left me with. Please. That thing about integrity. That thing about integrity was huge. 
I was having a struggle personally with regards to work mm-hmm. at the time. It was a really mundane struggle. It wasn't a big deal. Not like anything I'd contend with now, <laughs> you know, but uh, just some really silly thing I was contending with. He had to come into makeup after I did. And I was talking with the makeup guy about it. And then he came in. And I don't even remember what it was now. I remember what he said to me. He said, don't ever let them scare you. Don't mm. ever let them scare you. And he said, also, if they tell you you're going to make a lot of money doing it, don't do it. <laughs> wow. Just do it because you love it. It's and really beautifully said. Yeah. And that was um, the thing about integrity. A lot of people don't know how... Um, generous he was with regards to the troops and how um, philanthropic he was um, during that time of the war with Iraq. But he was. And uh, the show meant a lot to him because it spoke to things that weren't really, you know, being spoken about. And he didn't really want to, I don't know, but if he did or if he didn't want to, but he wasn't really speaking um, about politically, but in his actions, again, in terms of integrity. Beautiful. Yeah, he was. But isn't it incredibly common Mm -hmm. amongst some of the most well-respected figures Mm -hmm. in life, now in this case, talking about industry, Mm -hmm. actors, directors, those who don't sell themselves out, Mm are always some of the most respected greatest figures of 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 their their world you know that whatever in, yes. industry they're in i've not met one great actor that does anything besides what you just said they all you know will only take what means something special to them they're they're out there to make something great they're there to make an impact. And therefore, that intention carries into their work and, and, and it pays off. Yeah. You can't be a phony and have such a, you know, stature uh, because well. time alone will... No, I, th- I think time will make you fall off the charts if, if you're phony. You could be phony for, you know, a couple of, you know, projects or you, you can carry it for so long. But the, if you're not the real deal, you don't have a lifetime career. You don't have like, such impact like these people. I think I, I think what you're talking about is like frequency, right? The frequency you're sending out and people can feel that, right? No, I think Behrouz, for example. Mm-hmm. Behrouz, like maybe a lot of people don't know, he's an Iranian actor. But the reason he's so loved mm-hmm. is because he never sold out. Even at the most vulnerable time in his life, the most you know, um, t- needy time of his life where he, he was so, he was an immigrant in America, mm-hmm, he needed mm-hmm. the money and they offered him all these terrible roles to play as a Middle Eastern mm-hmm. and, and he turned it down and he said, I would never portray my country and my people in this, mm-hmm. in this way. And shame on you for making this movie and having this character. He turned out so many, you know, roles and, and projects when, when he, you know, financially, he really needed it. Yeah, no, I, I, I see, I see what you mean. I think that's, I think probably even if you're trying to maintain that, sometimes things happen. But you know, people take jobs for all kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why I think in having your integrity is, it's, it's so for yourself. It's so much for who you're saying you are as an artist. And I think that. That's how you show it. I mean, you yeah. can say who you yeah. are, but your actions will tell what kind of, who you are yeah. more than what you say. Well, who you are as an artist, it's so admirable. 
you. Not just because you're my friend, not because you're here. Your my best guest, friend. My best friend. I really think you're one of the great ones. Thank you. Okay, I had a great time. And I want to tell you, you should come on my show more often. <laughs> I think uh, sharing I come by all stories, the time. This is the first time you asked me to be on your show. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, <laughs> but you know, you can be on my show anytime you like. Okay. I think we should do more episodes because we have some so many amazing stories we do just a that people would love to hear. And I'll play guitar. No. Okay. That's exactly what we should not do. Well, Play guitar and I sing. My guitar is right I sing me. along. That, that sounds like I'm losing all my followers. Like right now, as you said that, I think I'm losing followers. Please don't unfollow. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I only brought Nikar because she's making a movie that she's going to put me as her co-star. And, um, and I can't wait to play the psycho killer role that she's got for me you're gonna love it <laughs> yeah. yes and, and to be continued nikar thank you so much thank you for having really, me really really i love having you on my show and we're going to do this more often okay anything you want to leave our listeners with i'll be glad to see you on the next show okay it is <laughs> what it is see you soon peace <laughs>